Hello out there, you ravens on the wind. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we dare to watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, welcome there, friend. My name is BT Calloway, and I've already seen the entire series. However, joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how's your COVID going? <laughs> I'm socially distancing for years. Yeah, it's, I don't even remember what it used to, the before times used to be like. Mm. Yeah, so we just watched season they four. They should make the whole plane out of the social distance. <laughs> Fuck it, sorry. Yeah, what? No. <laughs> what's the deal with airline food? No, what's the deal with season four, episode seven, entitled Mockingbird? What just happened? Oh, man, a lot of cool stuff at the start and then a bit of boring stuff towards the end, but then a really cool thing at the end. That's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for everyone playing at home, this is the one where Aunt Liza gets thrown through the moon door by Littlefinger. Oh, the moon door is actually on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, look, uh, Liza is weird, and you can tell Robin, her son, is a weird kid. They just, their whole thing is just fucked. So is that Baelish's? Kid? Uh, no, he's married into that family at this point. So he's married Liza, uh, which was, you know, Arya and Sansa and, uh, well, actually, that's those the only ones that are alive. Arya and Sansa's mum, uh, who's already dead. Ah. That's, that's her sister. Oh, uh, uh, the Aunt person Liza. that he already loved. So yeah. what they were standing trial for in the previous slash next episode. Yep. Is that that? That's that. Okay, yeah. Where he was like, oh, she was so depressed and she threw herself through the moon door. My accent's inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just some sort of Irish, Welsh, English. What are you, Baelish? You're well, white, I know that much. Wilish. Wilish. More mm. Wilish. Because, yeah, some of his... Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not the first people to talk about that, but we are the first 12 people to talk about your MVP for this episode. I'm segueing like a boss. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Man, there were just some really great interpersonal moments, but for the first time in my notes, I wrote a scene down as being 10 out of 10. And so I'm just giving a three-way tie to the fucking person that died, the hound, and Arya. That scene rocked my world. I will say, again, we like to call out the single like character players, the one-off bit characters. And yeah, Arya and the hound on their little buddy cop movie, they come across this one guy who's just dying from a stab wound. Maybe we see that later, maybe we don't, I don't know. (laughs) But um, yeah, he just knocked it right the fuck out of the park just his dialogue was great his delivery was amazing he gets one-liners while just lying there being a guy dying that's incredible just oh i was gonna crawl away to the hut but then i but then i got tired and i forgot they burnt it down <laughs> i know it's like oh you got you got a drink dying is thirsty work it's like God damn! <laughs> who are you alive you like you know oscar wilde or some shit yeah um but I just loved how this entire scene played out. And, mm-hmm. you know, give even an oral mention to the two guys who fucking ate it, you know, just for being part of this party as yeah, well. Yeah, just being part of a 10 out of 10 scene. Yeah, two guys attack the hound because there's a bounty on his head and one of them just bites him and gets his neck snapped. The other one, surprisingly not doing anything. He's just kind of standing there going, oh, I'm just here for plot exposition and tell you there's a bounty on your head. <laughs> and then I was like, cool, what's your name so I can murder you? Oh, my name's this. Okay, I can murder you now. Stab. <laughs> Ah, oh, you're on the list. Oh, great. What do I get? Shank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what list? Oh, do I get to get into a cool club or something? Ah. <laughs> oh. It's just, yeah, what was his plan there? Okay. His like, plan was to get into the office Chris Kringle. Yeah, he's like, okay, now, what we do, you run up onto the big guy and bite him, and I'll stand there and do nothing. And yeah. When they ask me my name, I'll tell them. It's like, hey, are you sure this is a good plan? One, no. two, three, break. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just like, well, what's your plan then? You got me. Yeah. This is why you're the brains and it I'm was, the bitey guy. It was so great though, because like, and 
as someone who's like studied art. No, like, but you know what I mean? I can tell when jump scares are coming, you know, the sort of ambience sort of swells to a crescendo. This one, this jump scare, fucking, oh, I leapt out of the seat. Yeah, guy just jumps up on the back of the hound and... Well, because it's after this really tender moment where they put the guy out of his misery and he goes, see right there, here's the anatomical lesson. And I'm like, oh, look at, yeah, hound studying anatomy. And oh, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, although I did get a bit of a 30 rock flash there. The hound's like, that's where the heart is. And we're like, actually, the heart is different on everyone. (laughs) Bit of Dr. Spaceman. Yep. Yep. Uh, And yeah, guy with great loans had got another one because he's sitting there dying and Arya's, he's all like, oh, you know, I know I'm screwed. I thought about ending it, but I didn't. Arya's like, well, why? Why go on? He's like, habit. <laughs> He's like, just where, where? Where can I buy your newsletter slash yep. books? Because I want to. Want your newsletter, your books, your bumper stickers. Yeah. Your, your philosophy is interesting to me, and I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. Fucking habit. There's a shirt. I know. And then this little little bit that I liked, where you know the hound shanks that dude to mercy kill him, and then wipes his blade off on his sleeve, and then when Arya stabs that pointless guy who just yeah. mr exposition here's my name uh <laughs> she wipes the blade off as well so it's like ah learning from the guy you kind of hate ah that's, yeah. that's what a buddy cop movie is you start off being like chief i can't work with this she, he's he's a scowly faced mean guy and i he's like i can't work with this she's a small little girl with a tiny sword and then they become best friends and they that's it yeah just crack the big case together but yeah, this is all giving me more weight to that moment where she's pissing herself laughing at the hound in yeah. a couple of episodes time because yeah, all this lead up and stuff and all of his uh like feeling sorry for himself and just mm-hmm. uh w- what would you call it? Like despondence almost like just like a nihilism. Like even yeah. he's just living out of habit now. Pretty much. And yeah, to have this taken away from him. Got to say, Arya's right fucking hilarious yeah yeah although we get a bit of humanization with him where he's all like you know how i got these scars uh, my brother <laughs> held my face into the fire and it just the pain was bad and the smell was worse and oh uh, grizzle grizzle that's why i hate fire now uh. as much as i hate fathers mm. and about my father yeah yes. <laughs> and it was my brother who the mountain remember him he's a big guy get to see him do some stabby stabby segway <laughs> <laughs> oh damn but before you do it just want to say one last line from Arya, which yep. i hated but then i thought about and I'm like, uh, okay, that's like nice in a dumb way. Yeah. Uh, nothing isn't better or worse than anything. It's just nothing. And I'm like, ah, mm. ooh, tree falling in the woods. Yeah. All, right, yeah. all right, all right, fine. I yeah, attain it, Nirvana. Okay, it's fine. very like 13 year old Facebook post, yes. but it works. Yeah. Like it's, but it's like you know, uh, ba- your basic bitch philosophy, but it, mm. you know, it still stands. Uh, oh yeah, so I also wanted to throw to my MVP, which I've got a note here, but I'm just trying to read. My notes are scratchy as hell on this one. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it was just a little bit between uh, Bron and uh, uh, Tyrion in the cell, where he's trying to get him to Bron to like fight for him in a trial by combat, mm. and Bron's already been bought off by Cersei, and it's this great little back and forth of just phenomenal one-liners, where she's like, you're marrying what's-her-face? She's a bit dim-witted. And he goes, well, if I wanted wit, I would have married you. It's like, ha-ha, yeah. buddy cop movies. <laughs> well, what I like about this moment as well is, you know, I think Baelish can be frustrating to watch because, yeah, he's conniving evil. He's, you know... Uh, mean Bronn or Baelish? Yeah, yeah, I mean uh, Baelish. Like, he's conniving no, no, ba- evil. Baelish is um, Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what I mean. I wasn't talking about him. Yeah, I know, but okay, I'm, I'm yeah, using him sorry, to make sorry. another point. Well, I'll <laughs> shut the fuck up then. Because Baelish, he can be frustrating to watch because he's yeah. like conniving evil. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell there's, there's so much work and, you know, what he says isn't what is. But, yeah, Bronn's just fucking all out there. Yep. Yeah, I'm an evil cunt. 
Yeah. I get to stick my dick in something and I like her sister and fucking yep. whatever. Yep, it's uh, neutral evil versus lawful evil. Yeah, very much. And I do really like, you know, he's like, oh, but Cersei's promised me a wife and a car. So I was like, well, you know, once upon a time I said I'd double any offer you got made. So you're going to need two wives and two castles. <laughs> I'm a little short on castles. <laughs> but I've got gold. I can give you gold and gratitude. He's like, gold I've gotten. What the fuck am I going to buy with gratitude? He's like, yeah. damn it. I would also like to subscribe to his newsletter. No, oh, it's a wonderful scene and like the desperation of Tyrion in this mm-hmm. episode. Like, I was close to giving my MVP to him because, yeah, both of his scene, uh, all three rather, yeah. with Bron, Jamie, and uh, Pedro Pascal. I'll get his name right this episode. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, or Oberon Martell, the Red Viper of Dawn. I'll still get his character's name wrong mm-hmm. because that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> the, so the Mandalorian says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't given him, given him a ridiculous nickname yet, so s- Smash Face. <laughs> Soon to be mountained. I do already have a nice stab face. Now I got a smash face. It's going to be a very weird, like, uh, super group band. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I, again, also Tyrion, he meets Tyrion in the cell, has a good back and forth. Uh, and again, I w- want to give MVP sort of to. to uh, why do I always forget Tyrion's actor's name? Peter <laughs> Dinklage, there it is. Don't know why that happens. Because uh, he's the one actor that sounds no, like his name belongs yeah, in Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like it should be. It's the character name or the person name. Um, he does just some great face in this one. He's kind of like, you know, Oberon Martell's telling this story about being taken to see him as a baby, and he's heard all these wild stories. He's got one red eye, and he's got devil claws, and he's got all mm. this stuff. And he's like, oh, and your head was a bit big, and your limbs were a bit short, and you didn't have a tail. You just had a little pink cock, and that was yeah. the only bit of cock talk. It wasn't metaphorical, so I'm not going to count it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a good little bit. And just Tyrion kind of seething with you know disgust as, as he's having his childhood ex- uh, described to him, his babyhood, whatever it is. Um, and getting his baby cock crushed by his mom. By, Did I by hear Cersei. That right? Cersei. Uh. Uh, because the, the reason, one of the reasons they hate him so much is because uh, his their mother died giving birth to Tyrion. Yeah, I gathered that in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and there's a little bit where Cersei's like, oh, you know, but they say he won't live much longer and good and all this, like, all this kind of really hurtful stuff that's, he's trying to keep that, that serious face, but is also, you know, clearly this is a very old wound. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he does that really, really well. And just, and when, you know, the Viper of Dawn stands up and says, I would be your champion. He has this moment of just hope and relief. And again, Dinklage knocking that shit out of the park, but he always does. Like saying Peter Dinklage is good is like saying, Something. Winterfell is cold. There we go. Hey, I got their switch. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it is like, and it's one of these, the way the scenes played out, you know, it's like the, this was the third bowl of porridge. Yeah. And yeah, after pleading his oh case. Oh my God, to- it really was. <laughs> <laughs> Pleads to Jamie, who was too cold. Yeah. And then he pleaded to Braun, who was too hot. Yeah. <laughs> but the Red Viper of Dawn was just right. Until he got his face smashed in. <laughs> well, yeah, and I do like, we get the um, little bit of foreshadowing here where Braun's all like, oh, maybe I could wear the mountain down until he drops his sword. Maybe I could even get him onto his back somehow, but one wrong move and he would just punch me once and all my teeth would go scattering and then he'd get on top of me and thumb eye crush my head and yell at me a bunch and I'm all like, ah, ah, and then my head would boom and I wouldn't even think to yell hubris. <laughs> I mean, just for an example. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm working on a theory. I think that the Viper is a reference to 
Diego Montoya. Mm. Um, so we'll keep an eye on this. Yeah, I did get some, uh, you know, you killed my fatball in this, you killed my sister, prepared right to die. die. <laughs> He's definitely got a bit of that accent to him. So yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, I guess that's where my theory falls apart because in The Princess Bride, Andre the Giant was his friend. Mm. Whereas uh, what's his name, the giant is. Well, not. you know, parallel universes, they never quite work ah, the same that's way. That's true. So, you know, anytime you go to a multiverse, things are similar but different. Oh my god, and yeah, Wallace Shawn and Peter Dinklage are totally interchangeable character-wise. Okay, yeah, we've got something here. We do. The Princess Bride is influenced Game of Thrones. Reboot, yeah. <laughs> Let's see it happen. Yeah, that, that could have been a good ending. The whole thing just pump, pans back to uh, Brett Savage in, in like sitting up in bed having <laughs> yep. the story read to him. It's like, Grandpa, that was a real fucked up story to tell an 80-year-old. By Columbo. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, well, you didn't like all the fucking and murder? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I kind of liked it, so but then, I feel weird. Cersei tempted Jamie, and Jamie fucked his sister. <laughs> and then later on, Tyrion said, well, you can go fuck your sister. Yeah, it's a, just, it's a thing. You want to listen to this story or not? I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to. But... Oh, what's that? It's this. It's cock talk. <laughs> so now he's just reading, like, our dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing podcast recaps for his sick son. Oh, well, that, that's... Grandson. That's, that's beautiful, man. Like, mm. his son can't listen to podcasts, so he's just recapping them all. <laughs> and then he said, that's all the mustard in the house. <laughs> differature, differential. Yeah, I know, but come on. Mm. The crossover for our audience has got to be pretty strong. Uh, man, I'm just kind of flip through other bits of violence. Uh, oh, we're oh, up yeah. to the violence question. Oh, yes. Well, uh, I, I, I accidentally skipped nudity, but I already said the word violence, so here we are. You know, renegade podcast. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, just, just the, as long as we don't forget nudity. No, we don't forget. Like I forget nudity. <laughs> the only risk of getting nudity is I'm too busy watching the screen to write things down. Mm, but mm. Um, no, we get a bit of just the mountain, just chopping dudes. Yep. Just chopping dudes in a way that's actually kind of boring. <laughs> Yeah, it like, sort of feels weird when it's training. Like, yeah. I think it would have had a bit more impact if he was training on like po- uh, filled up potato sacks or something. Yeah, I mean, like the whole. I guess these people are either slaves or prisoners or something, and they're just giving them a sword and giving them the shot. But the fact is, we don't know. They're just uh, unarmored, unprepared dudes who are just going up against the mountain and just getting obliterated. Yeah, well, it's effective for him because. I mean, he's a massive dude. You could just show him and yeah. be like, "This guy." You're like, "Yeah, I'm intimidated." Um, but, but no, I mean, it, it's not interesting. It's just, it's, I don't know, g- skipping straight to the Shao Kahn fight in Mortal Kombat without, you know, working your way up. And yeah. you don't even really know how to press the buttons and you're holding the controller upside down. Yeah, and he's just smashing a bunch of level one dudes. And it's yeah. like, dude, you only get better by, like, challenging better players. So if they've been, like, you know, multiple them, uh, multiple guys at him at once or something or... Yeah, it's just like, okay, now you stab that dude, and here comes another dude, and then he stabbed that dude, and here comes a guy who's dropped his weapon and is begging for his life, and he just chop, 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 chop. No, that's it. I mean, he's if he's grinding for XP here, he's just yeah. he's going about it the wrong way. This know, has got to be minimal. Yeah, like five XP per dude. Definitely it's not double digits. Not even close. Yeah, so, I mean, it was fine, and Cersei walks up and is like, oh, will you be my champion? He's like, who am I fighting? He's like, does it matter? He's like, no. He's like, then why'd you ask? Yeah. <laughs> like, why Why are we doing this? Be like, well, yeah, obviously, because I got to know, you know, com- combat is complicated. You need to know who your opponent is, what their strengths and weaknesses <laughs> are, how are you going to prepare? You can't just rush in. Even me, the mountain, knows that. I can't rely on my incredible strength and massiveness all the time. <laughs> Honest to God, Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, the mountain can't act, so we don't get these incredible. He can hear you with his muscular ears. 
I'd be like, I'm never going to read the books, but it'd be funny if George R. R. Martin really wrote the mountain as such a calm, considered character that just happened to be a fucking also massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Conan the Barbarian, who's also very smart. <laughs> Conan the mathematician. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't actually. I, I liked kind of the gut spilling scene, but I agree with you. The rest of it was kind of tedious. I, it, it worked on a visceral level, but on a what am I learning about this dude other than the fact that. Okay, he's he's good at stuff. Yeah. But I can't remember how much we've seen him at this point. Maybe this is his introduction. I'm not sure. Or yeah. partial introduction. Oh, there's got to be more to it. This feels too... Yeah, I me too. But, but it felt very much like, remember the mountain? He murders things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cool, cool. I got it. Um, but what I didn't like about this scene is they did sort of that power shot up to him and Cersei. Yeah. And it weirdly looked like they were trying to make him look bigger than he is. And they don't really need to do that. No, he's already very fitting for the title Mountain. Yeah. He's a very big dude. You don't need to shoot him from a low angle. Yeah. There were actually some shooting decisions that I really didn't like in this episode. Like mm. the the sort of dolly shot with um, uh, Podrick? Uh, yeah. Pipes yep. of Podrick, of course. Yep. Pipe, uh, pipey, fuck. Pod and Tilda, mm-hmm. uh, the when they were walking co- with the horses, like, mm-hmm. the camera was just shaking all over the place. It was yeah. um, distracting. Yeah, and there was another bit where uh, so Sansa's making, like, this snow castle out of Winterfell, and then Robin rocks up and accidentally ruins it, and, you know, then he has a tantrum and kicks it all over, and then it cuts to her slapping him, but she was just kind of standing there while he's kicking it over, and then it p- holds on her for, like, a second and a half, and then she slaps him. It's like, yeah. no, no, surely she should be, like, yelling, stop, stop, and then have her, like, standing there in a rage. And so it felt very much like, and action, and slap, and cut. It's like, yeah. you know, just, it felt less, I don't know, heat of the moment, passionate decision to slap the kid, and more, okay, and you go, you're angry, and go. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Well, no, I didn't really buy the scene either because he goes, well, we got to put it in a moon door and she's all excited. Yeah, let's do that. And he mm. goes, how about there? And it's like, yeah, he knocked it over. He didn't ruin it. You were about to modify it anyway. What to are you- some degree. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought initially, oh, okay, maybe she's just being playful here. Yeah. But like, and I think I would have preferred that if she started out being like, playful. It's like, oh, you ruined it. And then he took it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what the scene was going for, but I, uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. It felt something just felt between the script and the intent just off. I don't. Well, again, not a bad scene. It just felt like someone didn't communicate something yeah. in, in the from what the dialogue meant to what was actually on on the screen. Like yeah. maybe she was playful. So, oh yeah, we can add. A, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, this was significant to me, and uh, yeah, I agree. So it's fine, but it's a little bit off. So yeah, we covered the violence of him destroying the castle in that scene there. Yes, and the gentle slapping of a small child. Yep. Uh, nudity! Nudity! Nudity. Um, man, we see a bit of man butt. Some uh, Dario Naharis man butt. Yep, classic uh, movie style uh, guy disrobes and then you get to see the butt before they cut away and... Yeah, Dan Brady just looking down and being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> if only the camera were over this side. <laughs> yeah, so oh, you don't know what you're missing over here. Mm. You'll just have to go by my reaction. Yeah. Yeah, this whole scene where he just kind of walks in is like, hey, I snuck into your room to tell you I'm good at two things, fucking and fighting, and I can't do any fighting here, so. And she's like, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wasn't expecting that to work. He came in through the castle window. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yep. Not detected by Daenerys' guards. Um, yeah, I don't really like Daenerys' scenes in this show, I've got to be honest. Yeah, this one's... They're, they're kind of repeating the same point over and over. It's like, well, I'm going to be brutal and let them know who's in charge. Oh, but Queen, if you do that, you'll be thought of as the brutal Queen. Oh, I suppose I won't then. It's like, we've done yeah. this like five times, it feels like. And I get 
if they built on each other, like if she was getting more and more annoyed with the uh, the slow process or something, but it just kind of feels like the same repetition over and over. That was my take on it. Yeah, like it's part of what I don't like about this show being like doing the whole bureaucratic thing and struggles of power and stuff. And especially in these moments in Marine, and I guess it's trying to show the separation of, you know, the Royal or ruling class to the Mm -hmm. common folk, but fuck, I wish there was much more of Daenerys like interacting with her masses of people and stuff. Yeah. Like the stuff with the fighting pits actually felt like finally she's a queen, but it's like the show keeps telling me she's a queen and there's like five people in the room at any given time, like most. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it's like for Royals, just to, like, don't do a whole lot of it. At least have a balcony scene. Yeah. You know, like an Evita or something. Well, that's it. And it's just these scenes lack impact because they just don't feel diverse. Yeah, or, like, we don't see the repercussions of any of that stuff. You know, so it's just all decisions. Oh, I've made a decision. Good for you. What does that mean? Ah, We'll find out in dialogue in three episodes. exactly. Oh, okay. Neat. Yeah, see, I'm I'm kind of glad that you know they this and the last episode are kind of bringing me down a bit on mm. season four because I get really excited over those first two episodes. For but sure. like this is still yeah it, um, much better show than what I've been seeing for mm-hmm. the past four seasons. But yeah, it's still having these moments like this where it's clearly spinning the wheels and treading water. Yeah, but maybe the plan was okay. Here she's very accepting of the more diplomatic approach, and then later on, when people are pushing diplomacy, she's getting more and more frustrated with it. Maybe just getting more and more crazy, and that's yeah. when you have your big de- dragon destru- destruction. You could have built to it, but not. Nope. <laughs> but no, the idea that this takes another fucking season and a half to pay off, and mm-hmm. God, I feel so bad for you suckers who watch this show <laughs> the right way. Well, I think we found the right way, quite frankly. <laughs> true, true. Uh, the other bit of man butt, uh, sorry, another bit of man butt, the other bit of nudity, that, ah. and I do like we transition straight from man butt to uh, Denise, uh, Denise, what the fuck am I saying? The red woman, Clarice Van Outen, there it is. Ah, uh, Denise, what the fuck was wrong with my brain? Millhouse. Yeah, just, <laughs> just in a bath, being hot. Yeah, this is another coming back to power nudity we were mm-hmm. talking about. She is so at ease with herself and so confident that her nudity is lording power over the other person in the room. Yeah, and I do like how they use this dynamic. Instead of, you know, being at a disadvantage when someone walks in on you in the bath, she's like, oh no, this is totally fine. I'm very comfortable with all this. Yeah. And it's like, you should be. No, that's it. And she, yeah, arguably in a more vulnerable position at the mm-hmm. moment, but, you know. As the absolute power in that scene. Yeah, very cool. Um, I will say there's a bit of inconsistency here because she's yeah. not wearing the necklace. And we see later on in a pretty cool scene where she takes the necklace off and it reveals her to actually be a very old woman. Whereas here it's off and just isn't. And it's like, oh, I mean, okay. But what's <laughs> so... Did she do that by choice? Is it the necklace? Is it, you know, all her oldness has come... I don't know. There's... For an interesting bit, I kind of... They obviously didn't have that in mind the entire time. Or maybe... Yeah. Or maybe, you know... Ger Martin did, and he didn't tell them, oh, by the way, she'll be really old if she takes that off. And they're like, oh, ah, people would be busy looking at the boobs anyway. Exactly. Which we were. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of those like, oh, my thumb was covering the crayon the entire time. <laughs> oh, no, she was wearing the necklace around her leg. It still works if you wear it around your leg. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> um, but if anything, do... it makes you more nude. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah, but I do like the bit where, you know, uh, Stannis's wife, I can't remember her name, uh, walks in and she's, you know, talking about faith and all this and Red Woman's got this whole bit about, you know, uh, all these bottles up here are just tricks to get people, to lead people to the truth. You throw, you know, something in the fire, it gives you a torrent of flame and that dazzles men or you give them this and it makes them filled with lust and his wife... Um, Stannis' wife is all like, oh, did you use that on Stannis? She's like, oh, no. 
Nope, didn't need to. Just was just hot. Yeah. Yep. Stannis was a pushover. But it's a very powerful move of just nope. Yeah. Just yeah, I didn't need to do that to seduce your husband. Yeah, just accept it. Ah, so I did gather that yeah. from the scene. Yeah, that she did sleep with him. Yep. But now they're somewhat easy. No, they're tense. And the way she's looking at her the whole time is mm-hmm. selling it as well is like what and the insecurities thing that happens when you get cheated on, you know. Oh, well, what's so special about them and not me? And she's just mm-hmm. looking down and going, "Well, oh, fucking damn." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do that little pan down to her butt from her POV, and she's like. I get it. Yeah. I, I don't hit my like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was a rather bit of nudity. I don't think it was any other. Well, implied violence as well. They're staring into the flames. Like, no, you must bring your daughter. She yes. is needed. Foreshadowing to and, that harrowing scene. Yeah. Part of the <laughs> the bad thing about the reverse watch is seeing all this foreshadowing. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened, didn't it? Mm. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, then we get a bit of our other buddy cop. Bit. I love this season. There's so much buddy cop going on. <laughs> Pod and Brienne, and then they're just sitting there having a nice meal, and then Hot Pie just sits down and starts <laughs> chatting with them. I love this bit. I uh. got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> Along with Tali as a person that doesn't look like he belongs in the show, but yeah. fuck me, yeah, just going on about the different types of kidneys. As Pod and Tilda are just fucking sharing <laughs> these glances that this is acting, people. This is awesome. Yeah, it's good. Again, it's all just silent. It's all just in the face. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I do like the really. He's a bit like, now the meat's important, and even during war times, oh, let me tell you, getting meat is difficult. However, it's really the gravy, and you cannot give up <laughs> on the gravy. <laughs> he was truly the Paul Kelly of his time. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. I like that song. Um, and then towards the end, uh, ah, what is so you say? get the right kidneys and a little bit of ketchup for the tang. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and then you know, Podrick and Brianna going to leave, and then you know, Pod gives her this look, and Brianna's yeah. like. What is, like, I'm worried it'll offend you. And she says, Pod, you're not interesting enough to be offensive. Like, <laughs> burn. Fucking burn, Wait yeah. till you hear his singing voice, lady. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, it was good because, like I said, Pod has, in my eyes, like, a, just a, a real problem of having the same face all the time. So mm. seeing him share those glances was, like, a nice, refreshing bit of range for me. Yeah, those knowing nods are very good. Um what else do I got here? And there's a bit where uh, P- Hot Pie sneaks out and gives them... <laughs> that's literally his name. Oh, really? Yeah. I forget... Uh, I don't know why he either gets that name or just never had one and someone just calls him Hot Pie. And yeah. that's it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was hearing about it recently. But remember the whole controversy with the Hot Coffee mod in Grand Theft Auto San uh, Andreas? Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of the Hot Pie mod. Anyway. <laughs> what? In Game of Thrones, already full of nudity and fucking... Not with hot pie, they're not. I mean, no. He's just going, you got to get the gravy right. <laughs> so it's all about gravy. So it's a gravy-making mini-game that you yeah. put in uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah, but I, I was sort of also blending it with a bit of American pie where Hot Pie's dad walks in and just goes, we'll, we'll just tell your mother we ate it all. <laughs> okay, now I want the uh, Game of Thrones like role-playing game where yep. you can just be Hot Pie. <laughs> and you just find a nice little village, settle down, and become a baker. Yeah, this is your Skyrim Elder Strolls or Zelda Breath of the Mild, your oh, yes. playthrough of Game of thrones <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know um find like a big role-playing game and just try to live it without going to any adventures yep uh also read a called uh the elder strolls on uh, a blog on pc gamer it is one of my favorite things on the internet oh i'm sure someone's already done it but yeah you do the witcher but you're just being observant you're the watcher mm, you just watch the animals instead yep. of fighting them. you become david attenborough of monsters <laughs> i am on board <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but so Hot Pie runs out and hands over like a like this baked wolf bread thing. Tell them to give that to Arya. Um, and binging with Babish did an episode where he actually with Maisie Williams, uh, where he oh, makes no where he makes that bread. So yeah, oh. yeah, I think it works out pretty well. Yeah, because you mentioned that, I'm like, I haven't seen it. I'm like, duh, I'm avoiding Game of Thrones spoilers right now. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about bread, but yeah, fair. <laughs> but still. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I think that mo- most of our points covered there, I think. Oh, yeah, we still got some Moondor, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I've got, you know, Red Viper of Dawn shows up, and, you know, they're talking about, you know, Tyrion's are like, ah, oh, yes, I've got every kind of filth in this dungeon except the kind that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm running out of notes too. I've got a note here about, um, uh, what's his name? Pano? Fuck, what is it? Jorah. Jorah dresses like a pirate. I hate how he dresses. Yeah, it's very consistent though. So I'll give him that. Got that yellowish kind of cross shirty thing with the blue scarf underneath. Yeah. He's very identifiable. And that's it for Fashion Corner. Wink. I nearly said zip. That was the wrong thing. <laughs> different corner. I different mean, corner. To be fair, fashion can zip up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My only other note is, yeah, when Baelish is asking his wife to, you know, not throw Sansa down in the moon hole, moon ground door, hole, moon door. Why I don't guess. they call it ground hole? <laughs> it's so much more accurate. Um. Anyway, when he's doing that, he says, "Let her go," and I was like, "That can be misinterpreted." Don't say that one yeah i know i was thinking again from dark knight if a poor choice of words yes <laughs> yeah um and that, no i'm out of notes all right a uh, couple more i had back with uh jim jam and Tyrion at the beginning um you know uh, he's all like well you fell in love with a whore and i was just like fell in love with the whore fell in love <laughs> once and, and then i was like yep. like white walker stripes um oh, white, yeah. white stripe walkers i don't know i got something there um, and then there's a good bit where, you know, he's like, I finally, Tyrion's all like, I finally told everyone off. And he's like, oh yes, it was a brilliant speech. They'll be talking about it for days. Yeah. As though, well done, you'll be remembered for maybe a week. Oh man. Goddamn Tyrion in this episode. It's, it was a joke. It just wasn't particularly funny. Yeah, oh, it's so good. But just the subtlety in the, like the dialogue and stuff is something I do really miss in the later seasons. Mm. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. It doesn't have a spooky tail or claws. Um... Oh yeah, there's a uh, little finger when he's little fingering. Um, has a good little like Sansa's all. I don't think I, I feel like I'll never see Winterfell again. As well, a lot can happen between now and never. And it's like, ooh, that's good. Mm. Is that the name of, like your band or something? <laughs> Is that, like your first album? Yeah. <laughs> little finger in the moon doors. Uh, oh, Mockingbird. I think Mockingbird is one of his other nicknames. That's why he's got that Mockingbird pin. And why the episode was called... I thought we had I another think. one where we were like, why is this episode called Mockingbird? <laughs> yeah, but no. Just his name is Peter. Yeah. That's disappointing. Uh, again, it's this weird world where sometimes you just have normal names in amongst all your, you know, Arias yeah. and your Sansas and your Bronze. Like, I mean, even Jon Snow, but it's like, you can't say Jon without the snow. Like. Yeah. We literally had a game of D&D the other day where someone asked, like, a guard's name, like, Steve. <laughs> and everyone made fun of it for about 10 minutes. And they're like, okay, what's that guy's name? Tim. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Hey, they became the most loved characters in the thing. And yeah, yeah. we all wept when he had to leave them behind. Yeah. Maybe they'll come back again. Spin off. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and that is that note, I think. Oh, it was Keith. Keith was the Keith dumb one that kept was. dying. He didn't anyway. die, he just got knocked out, and you know. Oh, yeah, right, good. Of course. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I think that puts me out of notes as well, so we must ask our final question, how did we get here? Well, a little mockingbird told me that the okay. next episode is called The Laws of Gods and Men. Hmm. Um, so we won't get to hear a lot from the laws of women in this episode, I suppose. I feel like it's, um, 
you know, that's the Westerosi version of Law and Order. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the Westeros justice system, there are two <laughs> different but equally, equally important, important parts. You know, the pi- gods. pillars of law. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> or as they'd say, the, the columns of justice, yep. the gods and the men. Yeah. These are their stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of how to do law and order yeah, in Game of Thrones. It's hard to acapella it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I can't make myself sound like a bendy guitar. Yeah, I mean, we could try composing that. I don't feel like it. Sounds hard. No. Nope. Yep. All right. So instead of composing that, I guess we'll see you all next time. But for now, oh, wait, I forgot our names. I've been BT Calloway. I've been LJ O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch has ended. I nearly segued too hard. <laughs> nearly segued. I segued too close to the sun. <laughs>